0: good afternoon and welcome to another edition of From the Terraces my headphones have just died so this is going to make things a little bit difficult but uh, hopefully I can sort that one out shortly Um, (laughs) plenty of football action this weekend Uh, Derby uh, played at uh, the Abbey and uh, we lost Um, 2-0 but uh, probably one of those things um, that uh, we shouldn't be too worried about I don't think but we'll talk about that later because some people have lost their mind on social media again Histon had a win and uh, move up to 11th place in the league uh, Lance was in a really good mood when I spoke to him this morning we'll be talking about that later on city unfortunately lost uh, at uh, Shepshire you yeah, I think they were at Shepshire Dynamo I think it was yes it was indeed uh, 4-1 in the end. We will be talking to uh, Robbie as well. And in the women's football, both teams lost in the cup last week. Uh, United lost to Gillingham, a league above them, uh, 5-1. And uh, Actonians uh, beat Cambridge City, uh, and that was a uh, through. Hang on a second. I thought it was a 3 0 win. No, it wasn't. It was a 4-2 4-2 win for Actonians in the cup. Uh, both of them in league action today. We'll talk to Rob and to Darren as well. Uh, you can talk to us all the usual ways. You can text us on 07919 070 That's 07919 070 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. Uh, if you've got anything to say about the football, good or bad, then get in touch with us. We'll start, as we usually do, with United. United. So hopefully we've got Matt on the line. Matt, are you there?
1: Hey, Tim. How you doing?
0: Yeah, good, good, good. Uh, okay, so Derby County in this league because uh, of their financial difficulties and the points deduction, um, they are. Uh, judging by yesterday's performance far better than uh, this league and will almost certainly be contesting uh, the automatic playoff spots I guess at the end of the season Uh, a team that could pass the ball that could uh, run with the ball um, that could pretty much do anything Um, we held our own uh, in the first half and look this has to be mentioned and i don't i don't mean this in any way to sound a, a, a dig uh, um at ibsen rossi um he'll be the first to hold his hands up and say horrendous and i mean horrendous mistake uh, gifts them a, a g- gifts Derby a goal it, and we could have been in uh, half-time at nil all. Um, and then we come out and we fight in the second half and we hold our own. We get we get some chances. Did we ever look dominant? No, I don't think we ever looked dominant necessarily, but it, we looked like we were doing okay. And then, of course, you're chasing the ball. Another defensive error. You don't pick up the man that's making the run across the pitch. Uh, and again, a relatively straightforward goal for Derby. But... I think certainly not disgraced and I think probably as, as good as we could hope for given the position we're in, Matt.
1: Um, I, I think it's a tough one. Um, you know, I completely agree with you in what you said with the, the mistake for the first goal. You know, uh, it, it happens in football and, you know, he's a young lad, it's from Rossi that we have to remember and I think it's, it's, what, it's you know, second full league game. Um, yes, he's played some of those those Tim Pot trophy games that nobody really cares about. Um but this you know, this is his second, you know, can, you know, start in the league and um, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, he he's he's made a a mistake that's cost us a goal and uh, when you look back at it you can quite clearly see he's caught in in two minds uh, you know whether to, to clear the ball to play it back to Dimi and of course he does neither falls over um a bit like Bambi on ice and uh you know James Collins you know is a, is a very experienced striker in this league of course you know he's not going to miss that type of chance when it's presented to him is it um but you know, I, I think that was the, the, the changing of the game, you know, because I, I I think we we huffed and we puffed and we just didn't really do a lot to do. I thought we were a little bit flat. Um I thought our passes were, were poor, um, had no real spell on the ball um, you know, in terms of just getting it moving and trying to build something. Um, you know, I thought there were quite a few players completely under par yesterday. Um, you know, mistakes aside, and you know, I, th- I think that that effort sometimes to get there over those extra five yards wasn't there. And you know, for the first time in a little while, it's the first time I've probably seen Cambridge United players uh, pull out of challenges, and you know, not going uh, wholeheartedly into some challenges. And um, you know, the second half we. We kind of try and do some things, but it's it, it's the same old, same old thing. And and I think, really and truly, that the, the disappointing thing is Tim. Is you know where we've been excellent against top sides, uh, you know, last season and you know at times this season as well. Um, you know, it, it was all really a little bit flat. It just felt like you know some some of the players were we're lacking. And um, as you said, the, the second goal is always going to happen because we chase the game. It's probably our sort of brighter spell in terms of, you know, trying to create something. But we, we didn't really create a lot. So, um, you know, we, we gave it a go. a go, And, it, and as you said, it's, it's a breakaway goal where, you know, we, we haven't covered ourselves in glory uh, defensively. And the, uh, the strikers put it in at the near post again, which you know, I think is about the third Consecutive league goal potentially that Dimi's letting at his near post as well. So yeah, it's hard, and I, and I think the the, the basis that's our second league defeat at home in a row um, against two of the the sort of supposed better sides in the league and you know there's there's a sense around both of them that you know perhaps we should have and could have done a lot, lot better than what we did and um, you know is that the fact and have that we've raised expectations in this team because of the way that the management have uh, you know picked up the the, the squad depth Saying, you know, it's the best that we've had for a while, or is it just a fact, you know, maybe expectations were raised because we did perform at home at times, you know, a lot, lot better against these big teams. So, I don't know. But, um, you know, for me, I think we got what we deserved 2-0 was 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 probably just about the right result. Um, but, you know, I think that there's going to be that case of, you know, we're going to look back uh, and think, you know, if maybe if we just run that little bit quicker here or just been a little bit more full-blooded, there in the challenge or, you know, a bit more physical at times, or even, you know, just pass the ball a little bit quicker. So but you know, a two nil defeat, um, you know, very disappointing. But we, we know we've got to move on and move on quickly.
0: So I've had I've had an email in the studio. I don't often get the texts I get from time to time, but I've got an email from K L C A Y E L could be Sale, I don't know how you and, and this is <laughs> i didn't want to talk about this but but i'm now going to have to it says it's ridiculous we have a manager who doesn't want to be with us and we've proved we can't cut it at championship level uh, and i guess that i'm hoping that's a wind-up i really really hope that's a wind-up because if people if people genuinely think either of those two things well i suppose no he's right in the second bit we we can't cut it at championship level that's because we're not in the championship but it. Uh, let's let's go back to the first one. I was desperate to avoid talking about this because it's been everywhere. And, you know, so Bonds goes for an interview at a championship club. Shock, horror. We're, we're all, you know, social media is up in arms. He's a traitor. He shows no loyalty whatsoever. I just... People have to realise football is a profession. And if we run... You know, seven, eight games without a defeat, we could end up getting rid of Mark, and therefore he's got to always look after his. Best interests, and I think to to accuse him of being a traitor for for even going for an interview to listen to what somebody else has got to say. Um, in the end, he didn't turn it down, and that I guess says that he does want to be here. Um, you could argue, I suppose, it says he doesn't want to be here, but he also doesn't want to be in Rotherham, which I wouldn't necessarily blame him. Um, we came, which I was chatting to. Uh, 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 I won't name them actually because it might it might prove embarrassing I was chatting to someone at the club who was kind of looking at you know whether it made sense for him to go there just entirely separate not that he's got any insight into it but he was saying that you know Rotherham are probably playing above where they should be at the moment and therefore as as a manager taking over you've got to improve a side and it's a difficult thing to do when they're already playing ahead of where they probably ought to be and therefore you might look at it and go well it's a no win situation if i if i if i keep them where i am i'm a failure if i move them up it's going to be really difficult given where they are now so i kind of i, I can't blame him for going to have a look and listen to what people have got to say... I think he's he's made it clear he doesn't want to be there and I don't think it matters what the reasons are um because you know if people say oh yeah but he'll be jumping on the next interview that comes along yeah well he might be because you know he's got ambition and whether he likes uh, Cambridge United or not he's not going to turn down bigger better offers necessarily um you know at least not if he's had a, a reason to think about it so I think that that's let's let's talk about that first of all I mean do you blame him for going for an interview
1: Oh, absolutely not! I think you know. I think we're all in agreement that you know, had had he you know not gone for the interview, we'd all been very surprised. And um, you yeah. know, the fact that the club have allowed him to go for that interview as well shows you know the, the faith that they have in terms of you know it was either going to dealt with, be dealt with professionally, and um, you know, all in all the right channels. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with our. Our manager of this football club going to to have uh, meetings with um, you know other teams because uh, it shows how well that we we're doing as a club and how well he's doing, you know personally because he's the manager of, of the you know of the team so um, you know and there's no doubt in my mind that you know potentially Mark's seen it as a you know as a learning curve himself because let's be honest yeah, and as you said Tim you know he's going to be an ambitious person because. You know, in sort of ten, fifteen games time potentially, if he if he loses thirteen and draws two, he could potentially be out of a job, as you said. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where you know football is a cutthroat business, and you can be on top of the world one week, and then you could be bottom of the food chain the next. And um, you know, the fact that he wants to go out there and. You know, it's it's about making him a a, a better rounded manager naturally. Um, and if he sees an an interview with a club that is you know in the championship at the moment, as you know, as a, a step towards becoming a, a better manager and having better ideas, and yes, potentially you know getting a better job there down. And the, you know, in the long run, then you know why why should we blame him for it? You you know, we don't know the ins and outs, but. You know, he said he's staying, and you know that's that's the end of the matter. But we don't know if the, the contract was agreed, and then something went wrong between the two clubs in terms of you know compensation or you know some of the backroom staff potentially that that Mark might have wanted to take with him if if the deal was agreed. Um, you know, do you want to go and join him, or, or you know, there's there's different things in between it, isn't there? But at the end of the day, he's he's staying at our football club and. Uh, you know as, as the anonymous source said you know Rotherham and Mara team that at the moment they are probably playing above their level uh, it's going to take them a few seasons to you know sort of level themselves out in terms of you know the you, you know what they need to do in terms of recruiting people to become a consistent championship side and uh, you know, it was the same with us in League One and it's the same with Rotherham in the Championship. And the only difference is, is, yeah, they've got a bigger stadium. Yes, they have got better facilities as of right now. And, and yeah, they can attract attract a better player and give Marks more money. But if they're going to be a yo-yo club for the past four, five, six seasons, yeah, the, the chairman will back him if he was to go there. But, you know, really and truly, what, what's he... Uh, gonna, you know, what's he gonna achieve? Because yeah, you might have three, you know, three promotions on your on your CV, but you've got three relegations as well. So it, it kind of balances itself out. So yeah. you know, at the end of the day, he, he's gone for an interview. You know, it's it's been done down the right channels. The football club obviously knew about it and agreed to it. And, you know, Mark, one way or the other has either turned the job down or didn't get, the, you know, the job offered to him. And, and that's the end of that, really, you know, and he, he's still our manager for now.
0: Absolutely. And if people if people think, you know, I'll come on to the second point in a second, but it kind of segues into that. If people think that, um, you know, we're going to get up um, this season, next season, the season after, they have to accept the fact that we're going to have to look a lot better on the pitch and... They're also going to have to accept the fact that as players become better, as we sign better players uh, as whatever, then we become ripe for the picking at the January transfer window or at the end of the season because, you know, we still don't have that, you know, the big money backer. That means, you know, that our players are going to be, you know, we're going to get we're going to get offers for players. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. And and it, it, we we should be pleased that those things are coming in because it shows we're making inroads. I mean, it, it, it it's interesting that the comment, you know, we've we've just shown that we can't hold we can we can't hold our own against a championship side. Yeah, as I said, we're not a championship side. Why why would we expect to be able to do that? I think you know it wasn't it wasn't a whitewash, um, a rout, whatever you want to call. It, it it you know we we didn't have many chances but we did make a few we made mistakes as we've done you know in 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 a number of games um but we weren't we weren't overruled by the equation by the, equation, by the occasion even um so i you know i think it, that that's the kind of that's the kind of thing is is that if you thought that last year was all about survival you don't go from last year was all about survival this year is about getting to, to getting to be champion league one champions it's not going to happen it's going to take you know a settling down period and a build and a building period and yeah we might get lucky and uh, you know there might be one year a much weaker side which uh, a much weaker league but at the moment it's a very strong league you look at those top clubs and they're all championship level clubs with championship level attendances and championship level budgets and it's not surprising they're there and it's going to make it very difficult for anybody to get into those automatic promotion spots let you know the playoff spots a little bit easier but still even them they're going to be really difficult there are teams that can you know nobody can expect to be up there but there are teams there are teams that are going to be fairly confident they're up there because of who they are and what they've got behind them so it, I think I, I get why people are frustrated because we lost, but I, I don't think it, you know t- to make out that it's a disaster and we played terribly. Um, you know we've played worse than that against worse opposition. So if you're going to get up, if you're going to get upset, get upset consistently.
1: Yeah, and as you say, you know we're we're not going to be. Uh a playoff chasing side. Um, you know, we haven't got the player, we haven't got the, the stadium, we haven't got the players for it. And, uh, you know, it's going to take, as you say, it's it's a long, long cycle. Um, you know, it's not going to be a two, three-year thing. You know, we might have a good season, you know, one year, you know, and we might be near the playoffs or scrape the playoffs because we've had that one good season where the team's completely in sync. It, it has happened and it does happen in football. But, Consistently for right now, um, you know, it's it's not going to happen for you know three, four, five seasons in a row. Tim, we all know that. At the end of the day, our 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 whole thing is about becoming a consistent League One side. Whether it's finishing in the you know ten down to eighteen, or even nineteen, as long as we don't go down, you know, into twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. It, it doesn't matter as long as we stay in this league and we become consistent. And I've and I've said it before, and you know I'll say it again now to, to people that are listening. And let's look at a team like Accrington, you know, who have got really small uh, facilities, really small, you know, uh, fan base, um, but they're able to go out and they're able to find players, you know, from other clubs. They're able to sign these players to come in and play football for them. And then they sell them on for, you know, decent money as and when, you know, it, it, it's time for them to, to move on. And uh, they've become a consistent League One football club for how many seasons now? You know, and that that's exactly what we need to be like while we're trying to for, sort out our, our stadium. So it's ready to be, uh, you know, whatever they, they plan it to be, whether it's ten, twelve thousand 12,000 seater. Uh, stadium ready to potentially go and try and get into the championship. But that's a long way away. You know, we're, we're talking years and years down the line. Um, but once things start moving, then, you know, we can start looking at other things like, you know, a bigger wage budget for the, the playing staff for us to bring in those better players. But we're not there right now. And you know, sometimes we just need to have a bit of a reality check. We played a big, you know, championship side who have been Premiership not no more than what sort of 20 years ago, if that, you know. And uh, you know, they've got the look at their team yesterday, you know, there was ex-championship and Premier League players in that side compared to little old Cambridge United, who are just a bunch of you sort of youngsters plucked out from. Premier League teams and a couple of journeymen that have been around the club for a few years. You know, as I say, you know, yes, we're disappointed with how how yesterday went, but at the end of the day, they're not the type of games that we're you know targeting to win. It's the games afterwards against you know Bristol Rovers and Port Vale. They're the ones that we're looking to win because, and we that's they're the ones that we're going to have to get points from to be able to stay in this league, Not against teams like Derby and Ipswich.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, Morecambe was a classic one. We had to win the Morecambe game. We had to make a response to that. And, and, and we did just that. And I think it out of the upcoming fixtures and, you know, Mark, Mark's memorised them all and can just reel them off. Uh, you look at, you know, who who we've got coming up. Um, Ipswich uh, on uh, Tuesday, a difficult game. Uh, Bristol Rovers should be one we can potentially get a result. In. Sheffield Wednesday at home, difficult game. Then there's the Papa John's. Port Vale at home, again, should be able to get something from that. Wickham, not started brilliantly, but still a good team, uh, as proved last year. Um, you know, an away game, don't traditionally do well there. So, uh, you know, that's another difficult one. And then, Peterborough, um, you know, and I'm I'm not going to comment on that one because it's going to get me into way too much trouble. But it's going to be a hard game. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be pushover. And then you move into the following month, which is a quiet month at the moment because it's going to be FA Cup month. And we've got Bolton and we've got Accrington, who you've just pointed out to seem to be able to make a success of this. I mean. You know, I think that a little bit of reality, and this is the this is these games are the kind of the reality check. And I think as long as we're not, you know, as long as we don't lose five, six nil to people like that, then I think we're showing some progress. Who'd have thought that two, three years ago, we'd have been, you know, in in the game at, at half time virtually to, uh, you know, Derby County that you 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 just wouldn't we wouldn't have been thinking of that. And now I think we're just getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Let's listen though to what Mark had to say uh, following the game.
2: Well, Michael, was always going to be a challenge this afternoon against one of the,
3: the bigger hitters in the division and with a new manager in charge, and so it proved to be. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I thought, um, I thought the front two were... I thought James Collins was brilliant, to be fair. I thought he caused us lots of problems today. Um, and the first half was tough. The wind was quite strong against us, and we found that quite difficult. We were a little bit anxious. It was a bit of a frantic game, really, as we thought it might be. And they were a little bit sharper to land on one or two bits in midfield. we just a bit late getting to a few balls that... We made fouls and invited a little bit of pressure. But having said that, um, Dimmy hasn't had to make too many saves in the first half. So we would have been delighted if we would have got to half-time at nil 0 um, But we weren't able to. And then the second half, I thought we came out and had a good thrust about us. And there was a spell in the second half where we were on top, we had the game in their half. We didn't chisel out enough really good moments. But at the same time, I felt like we were going to get something out of the game. And then the second goal comes, a break away from our attack. Um, and that sort of killed it a little bit for us to try and have the grandstand finish. But, but parts of the game were really competitive in, we had to work incredibly hard to stay in the game um, and we just didn't quite have enough about us in certain moments to sustain our attacks long enough or to make enough of them. But um, I thought the effort of the players was outstanding in, in against a, a team that I think on any given day the top team with some top players. And particularly this week, when they've got the new manager, you could see they were really fighting and scrapping to get the results. So, um, yeah, they deserved the result in the end because they got it. But at the same time, I felt like we had a period in the second half where we could really get something out of the game.
2: Yeah, in the first half, I already pointed out that Dimi met off, I think it was half an hour, 35 minutes, before he had to make his first save in terms of shots on target. But it was one of those occasions, I guess, Mark, where you have to be as good out of possession as in possession. We had to
3: work unbelievably hard in the first half. And, and to Shiloh's... Uh, it was tough for him, really. I mean, every time he'd try and get a press on, he had to replace Mendes Lang. And then he, if he won the ball deep, he had to try and beat Mendes Lang in a foot race. So that wasn't easy for him. Um, physically, the work ethic he had to put in, it was a lot down that side in the first half I thought he put a real shift in. Um, and we, we weren't able to quite make enough of our breakaways. We weren't able to probably get our foot on the ball enough in the first half as we'd have wanted to. At the same time, we probably played a few too many passes or dribbles square across the pitch and a real high pressing team today and they they took the ball off us or or stopped us in our tracks a few too many times but it was a day to try and be excellent without the ball and in moments we were we worked incredibly hard we had to get a lot of blocks we had to force them into areas we had to try and get a press on the ball where we could um, and defend our half really well we had First half, Willow's made a brilliant clearance at the back post when mendez lang got beyond dunks and uh, all sorts of moments like that I think you're going to have to face today against a team that played in a real relentless way as, and, and that's what they're going to do now for sure over the next coming weeks and months. Um, so, yeah, physically really tough for us. In the second half, we had a little bit more forcefulness about us with the ball. We had a little bit more... Um, possession in their half and as I said I thought I thought there was going to be something in it for us we had a little bit of momentum in that period um, but didn't sustain attacks long enough and they were able to get out a few times off our own attacking moments and counterattacks. we and we will get better at that um, because when you play the best teams are going to punish you the, the, the top players that they got
2: probably thought you were going to go in level at the break but literally well, it must have been the last kick of the game pretty much horrible moment for, for Zeno
3: yeah, horrible. I mean, he's obviously misjudged the flight and not been able to deal with it. So if we'd have got in at 0-0, it just gives you that little bit more belief. But having having said that, you know, we got a brilliant record this year of coming from behind. Um, brilliant record of scoring goals and winning points late in the games. Um, and we came out with the second half and I thought we did well. I thought we were well in the game. So it didn't throw us in any way. And we had to really grind it out. And and also, when the second goal gets in, it's easy to let that game run away from him and become disheartened. But we know we're going to have to work incredibly hard to stay in games against some of the teams we're playing in the, in the next month. Um, and, and that was a, a case in point of that today. So, um, we will make them mistakes happen. He'll recover from that. And... Um, yeah, it'll, it'll learn, no doubt. But um, in the end, it was obviously a, a bit of a pivotal moment at the end of the half, but it wasn't, a game, it wasn't a game-defining moment because we still had plenty of time to try and do something about it. And I thought we we gave a good go of that in the second half.
2: And in that second half, I mean, there was probably a little bit more snappy in midfield. I thought the, the their two wing-backs were controlled a little bit more and, and a lot more at the other end of the pitch in terms of possession. But in that sense, you're a little bit
3: disappointed at... You didn't make the most of those moments attacking wise? I thought we had a few, actually. We had a few moments where, but, but what you got to accept is that they've got some, like Curtis Davis isn't a bad centre half, and um, I could go through the team and, and name that. Conor Hurahan's not bad. Uh, James Collins isn't bad. They've got a few internationals on the pitch. So, actually, when you get 1v1 with them, it's not easy to beat them. When you get 1v1 around the box, it's not easy. When a cross comes in, they're fairly good at defending them. So, in the end, we're playing against a team that were playing in the championship last year, and uh, I think three of them were playing in international football last weekend. So, it, yeah, it's just tough when you play against them you see the difference when we played against some of the teams where it's easier to create chances it's no shock it's harder to create against them because they're really good so that's the level that i are aspiring and many of our players are aspiring to try and get to but they have to go some because there's a, a really good level so it is just harder to create chances but we did have a couple of counter-attacks we didn't make the most of a few moments in the box where the final cross probably wasn't quite the, the level that we needed it to be um, and when you get those situations you know you, you, you don't want to turn them into their attacks, which happened two or three times certainly on the second goal. So, so they're little bits that we've got to learn from, but we, we can't get too disheartened when you lose against a team that's as, as strong as them, full of as many strong players as them, because whilst we have an ambition to be competitive in these games and see how many points we can get, we also have a realism about us that, and that isn't being pessimistic, isn't going into a game not thinking we can win, because we think we can beat everyone and compete with anyone. Um, but at the same time, you have to respect the fact that there's a different level of player out there on their team and they make it harder for us to create the chances that we want and, and, and make you defend and play in a really relentless way. So these are the games I think you can learn lots from individually and as a team and hopefully we can pick bits up that will serve us well for the season. Yeah,
2: you mentioned the home record and the build-up today, think four straight home wins now two back-to-back
3: defeats. Does it put any pressure on the two away games next week? No, um, we've lost to Barnsley and Derby, we're both in the Championship next year. So uh, uh, last year, so in that sense I, I'm not really disappointed but not surprised like it's going to be hard to beat the best teams that's just the fact so um no it doesn't really doesn't really matter in the end it's how many points you get over the season so don't really put any pressure on us we go to whip switch on tuesday anyone who thinks that's an easy win's uh, a bit mad so that might be a tough afternoon or evening as well but we'll give it a go and see what we can do and then we go to bristol which is another tough one um we've got a lot of tough games this month but as long as we're competitive and we're in the games so that'll be um that's what we're aiming for and hopefully we can turn competitive performances into point scoring ones because that's what um, that's what we need to do. But I think in the first 10 games, the platform of points that we got has put us in a really good position to make sure that we are um, hanging on to the coattails of the top half teams for as long as we can.
0: From the Terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So yeah, that's what that's what Mark had to say following the game. And I think uh, you know, I mean, he, he pays he pays credit where it's due to to the teams that are you know we're going to struggle we're going to struggle against, and I think that's that that's reasonable and fair. And I think you know he dealt with the uh, Ibsen Rossi mistake uh, as well as as well as could be expected. Uh, terrible thing. I mean, it, you know, it must just destroy your your confidence when something like that happens when seven thousand or just under seven thousand people uh, you know half of them are laughing at you and half of them are shouting at you and it's not not a great position to be in but it is what it is um onwards and upwards tuesday your favorite game of last year ipswich at portman road um are we are we envisaging a good result against that in that one
1: i'm very unlikely i think um but you know it's the type of game where there's there's no pressure on us so, we might go down there and uh, like last season and upset them. But they, they had a good win yesterday against uh, Portsmouth. I think it was a top-two clash. And uh, they've had a fantastic start to the season, haven't they, Ipswich? You know, they've, they've really turned it on. Um, looks like the, the manager's gotten far in and everything. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough game Tuesday. Um, if, we, if we can get a point. And, you know, I, I'm being optimistic there. Then, you know, I, I think I'll, I'll be absolutely delighted if we can come away uh, with a Port Tuesday.
0: So, yeah, and then on uh, Saturday to uh, away at uh, Bristol. Um, that That's one of the ones that in, in this run of games, uh, Bristol and Port Vale have got to be the ones where we really do need to take some points. We can't afford not to take any in the next uh, you know, five league games or six league games this month. Um and we've got to target those as the most likely that we're gonna get points in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're the ones that you you probably need four points from. Um, you know, and nothing nothing more than four points will 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 probably do in fairness. Because as you say, Tim, it's it's, it's a tough month this month. There's a lot of other good teams to come. Come up before you know the the derby game uh, at the end of the month against Peterborough. So um, you know four points from you know the Bristol Rovers and the Port Vale game will go a long long way to just you know keep people happy and you know we just keep ticking over uh, you know picking up points in the month, which is which is what we need. But October was always going to be a hard month. We identified that from the the beginning that when the fixture list came out, October was probably one of the hardest months we would have. So if we if we can just get like, you know, four points, maybe five or six by the end of it before the, the Derby game against Peterborough, um, you know, I think we'll be all very, very happy with that.
0: Absolutely. Well, thanks very much for joining us, Matt. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. That's uh, Matt there. So uh, take a quick break and we'll come back and hopefully I'll manage to get Robbie on the phone.
4: Broadcasting from the city centre.
0: On FM, digital and your mobile.
4: Cambridge 105 Radio.
2: From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio.
0: So uh, yeah, not not a, a good week for City. Um, it's a one or draw at half time against Shepshed Dynamo. Uh, a game in which I think there were chances in the first half, uh, but in the end a four-one loss. Let's see if we can get hold of Robbie. Bear with me a second while we read. Uh, it's ringing. That's always a good start. And you know, I know he's not on the golf course because he's done that already. So, hey Robbie, how you doing? Thank you. How you doing, Robbie? Yeah, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Yeah, I can hear you. Cool. Yeah. cool. Uh, so, Robbie, uh, yesterday's, yesterday's game, it was one all at half-time and uh, by uh, all accounts, there were some good chances in there um, that you had to uh, be better than that. But in the end, it was a, a 4-1 loss, a second half, that uh, obviously didn't really go your way. Um, your thoughts on the game?
5: Yeah, the first half is probably um, the best we've played in terms of creating chances. Um, and, you know, there was a, a very soft penalty that was gifted to them, you know, after about four minutes. Um, and, it, it, you know, Tim, it was, it was one of those games where you thought, oh, God, here we go again, you know. And then the lads, you know, they the confidence grew and grew and grew as the half went on. And we, we got the equaliser, a great piece of play. And, and it was almost, it, it felt like, there was only going to be one winner. And if we could get that second goal, we'd go on and win it. Two, three, four, one, you know, it was that type of half of, you know, never other than the penalty, um, it was the only real effort that they'd, they'd had. And, uh, you know, we went in at half time and just spoke about, you know, what we can do better. And, you know, and you can't keep creating chances and not taking them because it does have that habit of biting you where it shouldn't. And, you know, first five minutes come out, and it was it was very much they were very nervy, um, and we just gifted a second sloppy goal, um, and then uh, you know the sending offs and 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 what followed after that. We never really we had a lot of sort of ball into their box and into their half, and at times picked wrong options, um, you crossed, and instead of another pass or you know. Passed instead of taking a shot on it. You know the, the boys are. You know we're on the back of a, a three-four game unbeaten spell. Um, I know we we lost on penalties, but try and claim that the nil-nil at ninety minutes. It, we will take that as a as a clean sheet and a and a and we haven't lost in ninety. So we had that together, and you know we've had some positive performances. And like I say, the second half was um, very much. You could see that the confidence drain because of. Across the pitch, we when you miss chance after chance, and and then they have a chance. You know they probably only had four chances in the whole game. You know, and five chances, and and two of those are penalties. So it, it's it's difficult to take at the minute because I say the amount of dominance that we have in games, and then we we switch off and gift a chance, and they take their chance, and we sadly are not taking ours. Um, and yeah. you know it's one of those at the moment. You know we. We're losing players through injury, um, which isn't ideal. You know, Taylor Parr, Scott Bridges, Ryan Ingry, May Miles. You know, four starters, if you like, and four very influential players in our group. So, you know, massive miss. But saying that, the group that took the pitch yesterday, we shouldn't be losing the game four-one, and that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I mean we, we can look at the league table but this many games in it's kind of irrelevant but, but perhaps what's more relevant is only one win uh, admittedly four draws five goals is all you've scored in the league eleven you've conceded with a minus six goal difference and you've got a, a run of games I think it starts with Sporting Calsa next week and then Harbour and then Boldmere or it might be the other way around but you've got five two. sixth and eighth in the league obviously all would be difficult games at the best of times but with, the, with your goal scoring record at the moment you know how worried are you about those
5: yeah, we're obviously worried because you know we're dominating games and we're not taking the chances that we're creating so there are things that you know we worked on this week about can we get extra bodies in the box and and you could see that first off we looked like we were a team that could go on and score goals but for one reason or another we we didn't go on and do that and it is a worry because you know I share the frustration of, of every Cambridge City fan um and it is a worry um but I'd also take heart from the two games in against the teams in the top six with with dominating and we've taken a point off of both so getting players back is a is a massive boost for us um because like i say we because of what's going on within the football club you know the budget isn't you know, a massive budget, we've got other things that are, are more of a priority like the ground and the Astro and, and and that's a massive priority it's also a priority to stay in this league and be a, a very competitive Step 4 team so it's a very fine line of you know sort of where do we draw the line in, in terms of finances towards the team and, and obviously the most important thing is, is that we get the ground right um, and that's the biggest thing for us at the moment um, but like I say, I do share the frustration of everybody that comes and or doesn't come and, and sees the results because you know we are trying to put things right, and we are trying to, you know, get players back fit and, and players that want to play in the, in the team. So um, you know, it is disappointing at the moment, but you know, we've lost four games, um, and three of those are games where, you know, if we'd have had a fit striker, we the result may well have been different. So, you know, we haven't been outplayed. We haven't been, <laughs> you know. So there's things there that we can be better at, and that's where we have to go with it, and 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 draw on the positives from, from from the games and the periods in the games that yeah. we've done so well, um, yeah. and just, you know, talk about why are we making these silly mistakes and why are we letting teams in. So, yeah, it's another week of no football. So. Um, and then we get ready for, for a very tough trip to Sporting I'll
0: get a look with that one, Robbie. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again Thanks you very much. Cheers, thanks. Cheers. Yeah, I, I mean, there, there has been some uh, negative uh, reaction on social media, but I'm not going to go into that. It's, uh, it, it, it is what it is at the moment, and uh, injury-free Cambridge City would have looked an awful lot better than they currently do, but uh, that's the way it is. We'll take a quick break, um, and then it's on to uh, Lance. I didn't even... (laughs) I'm so bad at this sometimes. I didn't even get the right one there, but there you go. It is the Histon jingle, but there was supposed to be two in front of that one, so uh, let's not bother with it. Um, yeah, Lance uh, is a happy man, um, and uh, rightly so. Um, a 2-1 win against uh, Bugbrook St Michael. Um, uh, Thorpe in 70 minutes, and Ollie Brooks very late in the game, 98th minute. Um, as you'll hear in the interview, a man who hasn't scored before the 74th minute as uh, as yet, even though he's got four goals. Um, moves them up into 11th place um, uh, and uh, just the right result at just the right time for a team that have been struggling this is what Lance had to say um, after when I spoke to him this morning Lance so it was a, a good day yesterday against uh, uh, Bugbrook St Michael um, a goal from Thorpe and then a very very late goal eight minutes it's recorded into uh, extra time for Ollie Brooks uh, you must be really pleased that uh, not only do you win but uh, you
6: score a couple of goals yeah, we, we said before the game, obviously, the performance last week against Town and the FA bars wasn't good enough um, from start to finish, really. Um, and we wanted a response yesterday to say that, obviously, we've got two games in four days. If you could win both, you put yourself probably in the top half of the table. And uh, half the job was done yesterday. We reacted really well. We we started well yesterday, um, in at half-time 0-0. And to be honest, we were probably be showed the first half and it was just the reaction that was really pleasing you know we we only had 14 men again yesterday so we're very depleted on numbers uh and yet to put that kind of performance in uh was very pleasing
0: and just looking at the stats for ollie brooks he scored four goals now so far this season hasn't
6: scored a single one before the 74th minute of the game he's uh looking yeah. like
0: a good finisher <laughs>
6: <laughs> well he was it, it seemed like a bit like slow motion actually yesterday because a bit the ball fell to him from the corner, and uh, as he headed it, he went down in slow motion, really. And it was like, has he scored or not? And he was, it was kind of a, a delayed reaction, but it was no more than what the team deserved yesterday for their efforts, to go 1-0 down midway through the first half against, the, uh, sorry, second half against the runner play, and then to bounce back like we did, and the way we we, we controlled the latter part of the second half, really. Um, yes, Sam Roach had to make one good save in that period, but you know we're pressing for it, so... It was just pleasing the way we went about it yesterday you know and our energy levels were much higher our hunger was, was much better you know and we looked after the ball a lot better and we played a three-five-two yesterday in our front two causing problems all day and great that uh you, you've had a number of games where you've made
0: chances and not taken them um you, you obviously did this time and, and that's a real good carry
6: forward yeah i mean like we we could we had three or four very good chances first half uh and then not all good chances but half chances where we created the openings for ourselves and then to, to, like i say to restart to, to score like he did was a good one-on-one finish uh with a ball from Evan over the top in behind the back three and a calm finish and then obviously uh ollie from from a nice header from from a set piece again but in, in general play we created good chances and actually were most part on the front foot yesterday so that was really pleasing as well the way that we actually created the chances and thankfully we're able to take two that won us the game.
0: And obviously the table doesn't mean a great deal at this stage of the season with only eight games under your belt, but uh, you're there in 11th place on the same points as Lutterworth, who are directly above you. Uh, and then there's, uh, you know, you, you're within a uh, within a win of uh, potentially getting into the top half of the table. So it, it's a good place to be at
6: the moment. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've just looked at the table myself now and, and it's literally only four points on bottom and that's how, that's how tight and congested that sort of from say fourth down um, it's quite tight so if we were to get a positive result on Tuesday night against God Manchester then it pushes you possibly into top eight and then a little bit more breathing space so it, we said we were aiming to at least get four points out of these two games and if we can do that great if we can get a win on Tuesday even better and that will really put us in a strong position and as you say, under lights uh, against uh,
0: God Manchester away. Uh, I've seen some good games uh, there, some uh, really hard-fought
6: games, but it certainly won't be easy. No, it won't be. Hard. I went to watch them two weeks ago. They're energetic, they're a young side. He's got them going well. Uh, I think they're now unbeaten in seven or possibly eight games. Um, so it will be a tough tough nut to crack on Tuesday. But we'll go there with, obviously, with confidence after our performance yesterday. So we're looking forward to it and we can have a go at our arch rivals again. You had a
0: couple of people uh, back in the squad. Generally, are, are
6: the squad uh,
0: uh, kind of fit and ready to go for Tuesday's games? A bit early to tell probably at the moment. But
6: uh, We had a young David Ramsey who who came in yesterday uh, for Andy Ballester, who, who was away at the moment. Uh, did really, really well, but unfortunately popped his shoulder out literally in the last five, six minutes of the game. So he'll miss out. He'll be out for another five, six weeks. Uh, but it was nice to see... Pat Becks back in the side yesterday, and Max York. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt, you know, with their experience, that they can see you through games. You know, so it was them coming back in was good. Luke Lindsay wasn't available, but will be available for Tuesday. Bubba Kamara wasn't available, but again, will be available Tuesday. So our squad hopefully will be will be better for numbers. And obviously a bit more experience in the side. So hopefully we can go there and get a positive result.
0: Hopefully they can. I mean, there's been, as I said in the interview, there's been some great games uh, under lights uh, there. So hopefully uh, a really good game. Uh, unfortunately, I won't be able to go down because I'm going to try and go to the, well, I'm not trying, I'm going to the Ipswich game. Uh, so well, it's not going to happen. Um, we'll uh, just go through this uh, jingle and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, women's football.
4: Across the city and South Cambridgeshire
0: On FM, digital and your mobile
4: Cambridge 105 Radio
0: as I said, both teams last week involved in cup action. Uh, United drew Gillingham, who are in the league above them, not expected to win, um, and uh, Gillingham would have expected to win uh, relatively easily. Uh, 5-1 it turned out to be to Gillingham, but not, not necessarily as bad as it as bad as bad it looked. There were still some positives. We'll talk to Darren in a minute, but we'll start with uh, City. City uh, drew a team in their own league, Actonians, uh, but uh, they are a good team. Uh, they were very disappointed. It was half time. It was four nil at half time. Uh, they did fight back to four um, two. I spoke to Rob uh, this morning um, after the, well, this morning. So after that game and uh, in the run up to today's game, which is going to be another massively difficult game. I saw United lose five nil to hashtag. They've got hashtag uh, at home uh, at least uh, this afternoon. So this is Rob talking about uh, those two games. Robert, it was cup action last week against actonians uh unfortunately 4-0 down at half time it finished uh, 4-2 can you take some positives from that
4: uh yes there's always positives maybe I'm a glass half full kind of guy but there's always positives that you can kind of take uh, first half was we weren't at the races um we we got individual duels throughout the entire pitch we 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 lost every single one of them and that, that and the scoreline reflected that um second half we we dug our heels in we put up more of a fight and managed to get a couple of goals i'm not sure whether that's we we definitely played better but i also think actonians on a four nil up sort of maybe took their foot off the gas a little bit but but at the same time we looked much better and then um, we and i think if the game was another 10 15 minutes we'd have got a third and maybe a fourth that the way it was kind of looking we were had the upper hand for the large part of the second half so we have to take the positives from that we have to try and um string together 90 minutes which has been our downfall for this whole season so far we've played well in halves of football but never in a game of football uh, even the um the 4-2 win against qpr the first half performance was amazing second half not so good so that's our challenge that's what we have to try and do not only this week next week and but throughout the entire season
0: yeah, and we, t- we talked last week about the run of games that you've got coming up, uh, starting today with Hashtag and then uh, on to Wimbledon and Norwich. Three very difficult games, uh, particularly the Hashtag game. I was at the uh, Cambridge United uh, uh, their game a couple of weeks back where they lost 5-0. Uh, a very, very good side. They were a good side last year. Again, a good side this year. Really good passing side.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, listen, they're, they're, they're going to be competing at the very top of the table this year. They are unfortunate last year. Um so we, we know that what the, what they've got and, and the levels that they've got to play at, and we've got to do our best to, to make it really difficult for them. You know, there's going to be a lot of teams in this in our league this season that, that don't make it difficult for them or can't make it difficult for them because they have the ability throughout the entire squad to to, to do some damage and we have to try and uh, meet fire with fire, unfortunately
0: yeah and we, we talked about this we've talked about this for for a couple of seasons now the difficulty at the top end of the table is with that there's only one promotion spot and that makes it I mean it makes it interesting for those fighting at the top but also disappointing because you can get very very close and it means absolutely nothing there's not even a playoff spot to play for mm. yeah, I mean it's, it's
4: very difficult and I mean it's it's persistence, it's consistency it's, it's, it's a little bit of luck. You know, it's getting the wins when you when when you might not. When and again, ultimately, it'll probably come down to those three, four teams that might be battling out of the top. What they do against each other, you know, I think that'll be where where the season's won and lost, and who can turn up in those in those big games.
0: In terms of personnel, are you looking okay for today's game?
4: Uh, we're not as strong as we'd like. We've had a couple of people um, come down with illness this week, but but starting lineup wise, I'm really happy. We've got a couple of young girls on the bench that giving treating it as a little bit of experience for them. Um, to come and sit on the bench and um, and hopefully get 15, 20 minutes against a really good side. That will be a really good development process for them to come in and play at this level because they're going to be first team players, whether it's this season, next season, season after. Um, so we're just looking at it from that point as a positive aspect of a few people dropping out. It gives us an opportunity to uh, to get some young girls in and, and, and introduce them to, to adult football. A tough game, no better
0: game. Yeah, uh, sorry, I was com- completely sidetracked. I'm just reading this uh, this news that's coming in from Indonesia about uh, the uh, the football. 125 people have put the uh, number out now, so that's one of the worst uh, stadium disasters uh, ever. Um, apparently, the, uh, uh, the 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 crowd uh, were tear gassed as they uh, invaded the pitch, um, and then uh, in a panic they went for the exits, and people uh, are being crushed and died. It's uh, a terrible situation Um, and uh, I'm not quite sure why the police would use gas to uh, control a crowd on the pitch FIFA uh, says that it has a no crowd control gas policy um, and uh, rightly so Um, but uh, obviously thoughts go out to uh, the families of those who had uh, died and are injured in that uh, terrible thing to happen um, sorry about that. So I say was just reading that as it as uh, as I was uh, finishing off that interview. Um, so that's what uh, Rob had to say uh, about uh, today's game kicking off in about five or six minutes. Also spoke to Darren this morning. Uh, they had uh, United, United had um, Gillingham as I said, uh, and today they've uh, they've got uh, the first of a of a number of well actually a number of difficult games coming up. But uh, Chesham, um, who they don't know much about because Chesham have only played two games this season. I spoke to Darren this morning darren it was cup action uh, last week against a side in the uh, step above you gillingham um always going to be a difficult game uh, and so it proved 5-1
7: uh, loss
0: but uh, you, you can you take any positives from it
7: yeah uh, quite a few actually i mean if you take it compared to the hashtag performance of the week before it was much better uh, we controlled the ball better for good spells of the game if I'm honest, I, I thought five-one was a really harsh scoreline on, on on the performance on the day. I think the differences are uh, we make individual errors in, in in spaces of the game where you know they, they will be deadly when you're playing against a team like Gillingham. And, and ultimately, they had you know they had sort of five six chances and put five away. So you know they're clinical in front of goal. We we hit the crossbar, we hit the post. Um, so you know we had our chances. We're we're not quite putting them away at the same rate as those those teams that are higher than us are. And you know the individual errors are ultimately costing us goals, but in terms of performance, uh, you know I, I was relatively okay with it. I thought we controlled the ball better, um, and for spells of the game, we actually looked like we were competing in in a level you know where we're obviously they're clearly better than us. So yeah, there's there's positives to take from the game, but we have to turn some of these uh, some of these positives into into results that come with it. And it's interesting we were talking just before we uh, pressed the record button on this
0: interview about understanding where you fit in the hierarchy and Gillingham are a, a league above you. And therefore the expectation from fans may be that, oh yeah, we can, we can win a game. It'll be really good. But, but realistically, you're always going to struggle against those games and you're looking for, you know, the high points in the game and the way you respond to it. And as you say, if, if you if you can point to those and take those forward, it leaves you in good
7: standing. Definitely. It's, it's about making forward progress every week, whether that be in the league or in the cup, you know, we've, We've got new players in and we're, we're we're adapting how we play um and it is about making forward progress and and that's what we looked for right first and foremost you know the result will be the result um nobody ever wants to get a result like that of course um but it's important for us that we keep making forward strides and you're right you know you have to understand where you're at at that moment in time in, in the process that you're in for us you know it's it's it is a journey that we're on it's it's a bit of a cliche but it's the truth and you know, we, we're not at that point right now. We, we were aspiring to be that, but, you know, that's not going to come overnight. It's going to take time and it's going to take coaching and it's going to take bringing players into the club. And, you know, that's that's the realities. But what's really promising is that there were some really good signs last week. And then if we take that back into the league, and again, we take another step forward this week and next week and so on, you know, we, we will be aiming towards where we want to get to on the destination. So, yeah, it's, it is very much like you say, about knowing where you stand at that moment in time and appreciating it and staying humble. I thought that was something that Gillian were really good at last week. You know, they're, they're clearly a good side. They're playing in the league above. They were top six last year. They're aiming to be better this year. Um, manager's a very good manager. But, you know, they were still very humble on the day. They worked hard. They did everything that was asked of them. And and I think that's a that's a great trait to look up to. And it's back into league action this week uh,
0: at St Nia. two o'clock kickoff against Chesham. Uh, interesting. They've only played uh, two games for various different reasons so far. So it's a bit difficult to see where they're going to end
7: up, but you did play them last year in the cup and you, you do believe they're a good side. Yeah, I think they're a good side. They're a really good attacking unit. Um, they have a front two or three that are, that are very mobile. They're quick. They like to get in behind or they're happy to run with the ball and travel up the pitch um good on counter attacks and they've still got those players at the club so i suspect you know the, the results or the positions that they're, they're occupying at the moment in the league i th- think will will change um i expect them to be a good side and a good test for us today to be honest and as i say i think certainly we found it last year we was two nil down in i think nine minutes against them in the fa cup got back to two all got back in the game put a lot of pressure on them and they got a counter attack which uh, finished the game and they won three two and I think that's kind of how I see it likely to be. You know, there'll be a very good attacking side, maybe a little bit vulnerable at the back, but we'll see. Um, But, you know, our job is, like I said, it's about improvement on last week. We made individual errors last week, which led to goals, cut that out, um, and instantly we become a better side. So that's one of the aims of today.
0: Well, hopefully uh, the game starts in uh, two minutes. I'm hopefully going to get down to the second half. Uh, hopefully there will be a good result there. I think it's uh, it's something that's needed um, just to get confidence back up, but uh, it, it is what it is at the moment. Um, okay, well, that's uh, thanks very much to everyone who took part in the show, to Rob and to Darren for the women's football and to Lance and uh, for Robbie to join me live um, after he'd had a round of golf this morning. Um, so thanks to him and thanks, as always, to uh, Matt and... Um, that's all we've got time for uh, this week Um, but uh, plenty still to come on the Cambridge 105 radio so uh, Tony Barnfield up for uh, his show plus then Classical Cambridge I think coming on after that so plenty to listen to today thanks very much for joining
2: me, you've got a family and a business, and you want to protect what's most important when the chips are down. With Woodfine Solicitors, that's exactly what happens. I got a bespoke legal service from a friendly expert team. They really listened to what was going on and tailored their recommendations to my situation, which was, well, that's another story. Anyway, the best thing was that it all happened online. A few simple clicks, and I had my quote. That freed up time to focus on... Everything else. Get the help you need when you need it most. Visit woodfines.co.uk or call Cambridge 411 421. Woodfines, cutting through the red tape.
4: This is Cambridge 105 Radio and on the latest flavour.
2: We meet the new boss of Limoncello on Mill Road. Some local residents take a fruity stand to help out their local food bank. Foraging chef Steve Thompson reveals the best
0: places in town to pick mushrooms and elderberries and how people sourced their food in Cambridge up to a century ago, plus your usual food and drink news and jobs available.
7: Listen now at cambridge105.co.uk.